Hey, here we go. Welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number eight. Thank you for tuning in. Season number three, episode show number eight of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, Jacksonville, North Florida, surrounding areas. We've got a new head coach in Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars have hired Doug Peterson. I think it's the right move. We're going to talk about it. We're sponsored by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Great creation tools. We've seen a lot of enhancements and improvements with Anchor.fm over the last year and a half or so. And we are now actually starting the third year of our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We've been doing it the entire time with Anchor.fm. Anchor, actually and officially anchored by Spotify. Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Also want to thank Saucer Realty, Saucer Realty and Capital. Man, for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, commercial real estate, are you thinking about moving to this beautiful area in North Florida and you're looking for a home, a property to build on? Contact Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty. You know, Larry is um, sanctioned to do real estate in Gainesville, Florida, Jacksonville, Lake City, and Live Oak, and most all areas in between. Larry and I had lunch just the other day in McClenny at Pier 6. Man, if you want some great seafood, Pier 6, man, it's outstanding. But back to our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, great creation tools, Sorcerility. If you're thinking about moving to this area and whether you're buying or selling, Larry Saucer can take care of it for you at Saucerility. You'll find the link to Saucerility on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll the homepage. When you get to the 24-7 North Florida weather information, you'll find a link for Saucerility. Click on the link. Contact Larry Saucer whether you're buying or selling. Uh, real estate in North Florida. I think, you know, Larry's even uh, sold some properties south of our area too. So he can take care of you in many, many areas, particularly he handles and is sanctioned for Gainesville, Jacksonville, Lake City, Live Oak, and most all areas in between. That is Saucerility and Capital. You'll find the link to Saucerility on our website at bigjreport.com. On our homepage, scroll the homepage, you'll find the link for Saucerility in our 24-7 North Florida weather information. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, a legitimate sponsor. I'm talking about a legitimate sponsor, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Great internet radio, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They do rock Saturdays. You know, we're recording this podcast on Friday, on Friday, February the 4th. And I uh, I do want to tell you, uh, I do want to tell you that uh, you can check out rock Saturdays each Saturday at LakeUfallahits.com. They've got, um, you know, Hits 2000s Monday through Friday evenings and Deep Tracks. Deep cuts and unique songs late at night. So a great mixture for your musical palate and musical diet. 
LakeUvallahits.com, where it's all good. Great internet radio. That's LakeUvallahits.com. Check them out right now. Check them out today. They're you know typically always there 24-7. LakeUvallahits.com. Great internet radio, where it's all good. And they're a legitimate sponsor of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And um, today we're getting to um, episode show number eight, right? You know, we did seven in our last episode. Let me double check that. Make sure we're all on the same page now. Episode show number eight of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, Saucer Realty and Capital. See uh, Larry Saucer in North Florida and surrounding areas for your real estate needs. LakeUfallahits.com, great inter- internet radio. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And don't forget about the Mad Max Mix. The Mad Max Mix, another sponsor of uh, BigJReport.com and the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number eight. Season number three. Man, can you believe it? We're into our third season of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Now, we started back in uh, 2020, about mid-January of 2020. We went through the entire year of 2020. We did episodes, did 82 episodes in 2020, did 82 episodes in 2021, and now it's uh, February the 4th of 2022. And we are we are up to our eighth episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number eight, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, uh, running down our sponsors list. We're sponsored by Anchor.fm, Lake uh, LakeUfallahits.com, Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs for North Florida and surrounding areas, and of course. The Mad Max Mix. The Mad Max Mix is a Wednesday night music request show hosted by Mad Max himself. Check him out at uh, madmaxmix.weebly.com or the simplest way, um, you know, to find Max's show on Wednesday night for the Wednesday night music request show. Go to bigjreport.com. We have links. We're near where we keep the concerts or we list the concerts in the neighbors two area. You can also find an, an article and information about the Mad Max mix in our outside the box section or our outside the box page on our website at bigjreport.com. If you listen to the Mad Max mix, I mean, you know, I listened um, um, this past, this past Wednesday night, the last show I listened to, I was here in the Atlanta rhythm section uh, Max also plays uh, Gary Wright, and a great, you know, Max has got a couple of great songs he likes by Gary Wright. Gary Wright, uh, I guess he was most famous for what, Dreamweaver, but Max plays the other song. I'm trying to remember the other song uh, by uh, Gary Wright, but he plays Leonard Skinner, Steely Dan, and check out the article at BigJReport.com in the outside the box section. That's the Mad Max Mix. That's madmaxmix.weebly.com. Every Wednesday night, the Wednesday night music request show hosted by Mad Max. And the show is um, is on Wednesday nights, 6 to 8 Central Time. 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. That's 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. my time. 
um, East Coast time uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. But there's people that listen, um, you know, throughout the Southeast, um, in Alabama, Georgia, Florida, even as far as way up in Michigan. Jim Harbaugh may be listening to the Mad Max mix. Understand he's going back to Michigan. He's not going to take the Vikings job. Don't know if he was offered the Vikings job, but he was listening. But he went back to Michigan. And um, apparently the Vikings going to hire a, a guy the, the Jaguars wanted to talk to. You know, the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams playing the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Only two teams left in the NFL this season. Super Bowl is set in Rams and Bengals. Who are you pulling for? Well, we're going we're gonna to take a look at the Super Bowl as well. But right now, more importantly, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the fact they've now hired Doug Peterson as the head coach. Doug Peterson is the coach now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Current Bucks offensive coordinator, Byron Lefwich, will probably, in my estimation, be the next head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He will be the next head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once Bruce Arians retires in the next year or two. Also, uh, Rich uh, Bissacea um, was the Raiders, the um, Las Vegas Raiders interim coach after John Gruden left. You know, whether he was fired, he resigned, forced out, and that's a whole nother topic for discussion. But uh, after Gruden left, um, Rich uh, Bissacia, I mean, did a really, really good job. Um, had a little flair to him. I kind of liked his style. I don't know how much he can coach, <laughs> but apparently he did a pretty good job. The Raiders, uh, you know, did pretty well toward the end. The fans seemed to like Rich uh, Bissacia, but now we understand the Raiders all of a sudden, man, they got kind of fancy and they hired... Uh, uh, they hired Josh McDaniels away from New England. Now, I don't think New England liked that because I think they wanted Josh McDaniels to eventually be their head coach whenever Bill, Bill B, decides uh, to step down. But, it, you know, Josh McDaniels decided this time he was going. He's a Raider. Just win, baby, right? Josh McDaniels becoming the Raiders head coach. So the interim coach, Rick uh, Rich, Mississippi, he was in the mix for the Jags job. He was kind of the backup guy, though, in case Doug Peterson or Byron Leftwich fell through, which, uh, you know, Byron Leftwich, I think, made an announcement a day or two ago that he was actually pulling out of the job, that, that you know, he was uh, taking his name out of consideration. So Doug Peterson was a hire, and I think the Jags are very fortunate to get him. If Doug Peterson, if that had a fell through and Doug had a gone to, you know, say the Saints or the Dolphins or somewhere else, that would have been catastrophic. I think the, the Jaguars um, have come out better than possibly they could have because I like Doug. Um, you know, I, I kind of warmed up to Doug. I wasn't the biggest Doug Peterson fan two, three, four months ago. But I kind of warmed up to Doug over the last month to six weeks. He got interviewed, I think, in late December. He didn't get the second interview for over 30 days. It was like over 30 days between interviews from the first interview to the second interview. So Doug Peterson is the uh, new Jacksonville Jaguars head coach now. Current Bucks OC, uh, Byron Leftwich, goes back to Tampa Bay, and he'll probably be the next head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
once Bruce Arians retires in the next year or two. Uh, Rich uh, Bissacia, I think he was, the Jags were bringing him in to interview him. Um, It's kind of a backup, you know, in case, you know, Doug Peterson took one of these other jobs. So, I, and I like Rich Bissacy. I mean, he seemed like he had a flair, flair to him. The fans liked him. I kind of liked his style. But could he coach from the beginning of the season to the end? Or was he just a good interim coach, perhaps? I, I think he was a much better interim coach than Daryl Bevel was for the Jaguars. Daryl Bevel was actually under consideration and was interviewed for the Jaguars job, but he wasn't in the top ten. He, he wasn't going to be the coach here unless everybody on the list went by the boards. Come on over, Daryl. We'll talk to you again. We'll give you another interview. Daryl Bevel, I guess Daryl Bevel uh, probably looking for an OC job somewhere else. So we'll see what happens with Daryl Bevel next up for him, but that's not my – my real big interest at this point. So Doug Peterson is the coach now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Current Bucks OC Byron Lefwich, who uh, really it was a certain group of the fan base, and I don't really want to group them together at all. But I'm just going to say there were there was a um, a lot of the fans in the fan base wanted Byron Lefwich to be the head coach. So everybody kind of had their favorite. You know, if you wanted Peterson, if you wanted Leftwich, I really wanted Sean Payton, but if you'd have gotten Sean Payton now that he stepped away from the Saints, you could have taken a shot at Sean Payton, but it would have cost, it would have cost you. Plus, Sean Payton's got to be interested. I mean, I think he might have had some interest in coaching Trevor Lawrence. However, I think Sean Payton's maybe wanting to take a year off refuel the Jets, but he was my number one choice. Doug Peterson was my number two choice. The Jaguars have hired Doug Peterson. So after probably one of the craziest coaching searches in the history of the Jaguars, maybe close to the history of the NFL, the Jaguars finally get Doug Peterson. He's a new head coach. Tampa Bay Bucks will have Byron Leftwich, I'm assuming, going back there, and he'll stay the O.C., Although he won't have Tom Brady. Tom Brady just retired here in the last few days. So I guess he'll be coaching uh, Kyle Trask probably as the starting quarterback or Blaine Gabbard who was there. Unless Tampa Bay maybe signs another another veteran quarterback. And that certainly that, that could that could happen, the latter there. Uh, Rich Bissacia could still make a great head coach somewhere in this league or at least a top assistant more likely. So those were really the three, the final three candidates, Rich Bissacia, Doug Peterson, and Byron Leftwich, who I think actually officially took his name out of the running a day or two ago. Also, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Neill um, is slated to take the Vikings job in a few days after the Super Bowl. The Rams playing the Bengals and Kevin O'Neill, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator with the Rams, is slated to take the Vikings job in a few days also. Uh, plus, Coach Jim Harbaugh will go back to Michigan and remain the Wolverines coach maybe the, you know for the rest of his life or at least until he retires. So, And I like Jim Harbaugh. I would have loved to have seen him in Jacksonville last year. Jim decided to stay at Michigan last year. Uh, he actually – they. He got a contract um, extension, I believe, at Michigan last year. Maybe he got more money out of this. I don't know. I haven't really heard about that. But 
But for some reason, uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh's, I think his, his shot at going back to the NFL may have, the door may be closing on Jim Harbaugh now. As he goes back to Michigan, this may have been his last opportunity. He did have interest from Minnesota. I think Harbaugh was interested in Minnesota. But Jim Harbaugh, for whatever reason, decides to go back to Michigan. It's a great college job. He just won the Big Ten. So it looks like um, Coach Jim Harbaugh will go back to Michigan and remain the Michigan Wolverines head coach for the next few years, you know, until uh, probably until he retires. So this is kind of how it shook down on the coaching circuit. Then there were a couple other kind of interesting things that happened. You know, uh, not everybody wanted to work for Balky. Um, you know, Nate Hackett was interviewed by the Jaguars. I don't think he was interviewed that second time because he took the Denver job before he did his second interview with the Jaguars. I, I don't think Hackett was keen on working with Blonky. I know Byron Leftwich wasn't. Probably what really ultimately cost Byron Leftwich the job was, I mean, Byron's a, a first-time potential head coach, and, you know, he gives he, he gives the Jags brass, the ownership, basically, Sean Khan, you know, it's it's either me or Balky. So I think that's probably, we're talking about egos. You know, these NFL owners have egos, and maybe Sean Khan even has bigger egos than some of the owners in the NFL. And he's thinking, this guy's telling me what to do. Well, it's true the Jaguars have lost a lot of games. And Byron did stay in the mix even after he gave Khan the ultimatum. Apparently, it's either me or Balky. We have heard recently that the Jags have interviewed Rick Spielman for a front office position, the former general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Jags will hire him. I haven't heard the official word yet, but part of the Peterson negotiations, because I believe that Rick Spielman, when he was at Minnesota, he was also interested, and before he left Minnesota, he was interested in getting, perhaps getting Doug Peterson um, to Minnesota when he was there. So I think there's some interest there. I think Rick Spielman and Doug Peterson, there's a little bit of correlation between those two. So I think Rick Spielman will probably be hired for a front office position. I think Balky still stays. Uh, I think Spielman could end up either the assistant to Balky or he could be Balky's boss. We haven't really heard how this is going to shake down, but it'll give you another voice you know, in the leadership room between Khan, Balky, and Spillman, if his uh, if he does in fact officially and completely get hired here, you know, he could be hired at any time. Peterson has been hired. Um, you know, as far as Spillman goes, you know, we'll talk about that too because uh, you know he's a football guy that'll give you more opinions, or you know, or another opinion, you know, besides Balky. Uh, more coaches may like working with Spielman. If he becomes Balky's assistant, then eventually, if Balky leaves or, or or he's asked to leave, Spielman could move into the GM spot. I think Shad Khan actually likes Balky, so I think Balky could remain around longer, and Spielman could help with that, whether he's the assistant to Balky or whether he – maybe Spielman could end up being Balky's boss. Uh, maybe he could be in the executive, uh, you know, vice president position 
where it's kind of like um, Spillman reports to Sean Khan, Balky reports to Spillman, or vice versa. Um, Richard Spillman is an American football executive who was most recently the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings of the National Football League from 2012 to 2022. And, you know, Spillman and the Vikings parted ways, but a lot of experience there. He was the Vikings, heck, he was a Vikings GM general manager for like 10 years. So if the Jags get the hire of Spillman completed, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if Balky gets fired quick or he remains as maybe you know, remains there with Spillman and the front office just changes where it's maybe Khan, Shotgun, Tony Khan, Spillman, and Balky. That's really the the top four of the brass that are, the Jags brass that are, you know, kind of seeing about how the, you know, the franchise um, continues to operate. Um, I mean, there's a draft coming up. There's free agency in March of 2022. The April NFL draft, so important in 2022 of April, where the Jaguars have the number one pick overall. We'll talk more about it. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, We're on this uh, February the 4th. It's actually Friday, February the 4th. We're talking Doug Peterson now as the new Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to talk about some other candidates that did not land in Jacksonville as well. There's some interesting stuff with some of these candidates that have actually taken other head coaching jobs. We'll be back. The Teal Shirt Report continues, being brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good. Great internet radio. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling, whether it's home residential business uh, or commercial real estate. Remember Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find the link to Saucer Realty on our website at bigjreport.com on our homepage. Scroll all the way down to the North Florida 24-7 weather information. And within the weather, about halfway through our weather report, you'll see a link in there for Saucer Realty. Check it out for your real estate needs. Uh, it's Saucer Realty and Capital, and Mr. Larry Saucer and his staff there at Saucer Realty and Capital. So again, our sponsors, Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty in North Florida, uh, com, great internet radio where it's all good, and the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night, musical request show with Mad Max at madmaxmix.weebly.com, or find the link on our website at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 area, or there's a link in the outside the box section as well on our website at bigjreport.com. Doug Peterson has been now named officially as the new Jacksonville Jaguars coach. We'll talk more about Doug Peterson. We'll talk about also some of the candidates that did not land in Jacksonville, but landed in other spots. Some interesting stuff about that. I believe we're going to have some reports with Alex Nunnery as well. North Florida Entertainment coming up and much, much more as you are listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let me make sure I state for the record, this is episode show number eight, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening.
Hey, and with Doug Peterson being hired as the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we go out on our first segment, let me say Duval. Bingo, we're back. Duval, here we are. Doug Peterson, the new coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Get excited, Duval. Some people wanted Byron Lefwich. Others wanted Doug Peterson. And others even wanted others. So, in other words, across the fan base, not everybody got what they wanted. But Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl when he was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I kind of warmed up to Doug Peterson. I, I was not the biggest fan of Doug Peterson three to six months ago. I, You know, taking a look at the candidates who were there and taking a look at what Doug had done with uh, Carson Wentz, it's really turned out to me that Carson Wentz isn't really as good a quarterback as the Eagles first thought they were drafting. So I think you have to go back and say, hey, Doug Peterson did a pretty good job with Carson Wentz. He was, I think, that year, the year they um, the one the year they won the Super Bowl or the year before. I mean, Carson Wentz was being touted as an MVP candidate. He got hurt, as he often has the last several years. And all of a sudden, Nick Foles, under the tutelage of Doug Peterson. They won a Super Bowl. Got to give Doug credit. He won a Super Bowl as a head coach. Yeah, Byron Leftwich won a won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady as an offensive coordinator. But now you're talking about having to run the entire operation, which is the team, the players, the assistant coaches, uh, what have you. So the Jaguars got a more experienced coach. I think Byron. Uh, Byron has potential as a head coach. There is no doubt about it. However, I think Byron has less experience than perhaps even some of the offensive coordinators that were out there, like Nate Hackett, who uh, wound up uh, with the Denver job. Man, what a great job that is, the Mile High City, the Denver Broncos. You know, I think I think Denver probably hired Nate Hackett also thinking, hey, we might be at a lure – Aaron Rodgers over here, or maybe Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Maybe the Tampa Bay Bucks think they can lure Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay. I've heard that bandied about over the last few days. Tampa Bay, uh, Denver, or Aaron may stay in Green Bay. We do know in Jacksonville here that Trevor Lawrence is our franchise quarterback going forward. He does need good coaching. We need an improving coaching situation because, you know, I I really think the offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, he was going to get fired by Urban Meyer if Urban had stayed in Jacksonville into year two. Urban got fired after 13 games. It didn't work out. Now the Jaguars have hired Doug Peterson. I, I certainly see Doug Peterson being in Jacksonville more than one year, I, I think Doug's going to be here for a while. I think it's a I think it's a two to five year plan. 
and that's the same plan when Urban took over. I think it's a two to five year plan to make a Super Bowl appearance. You know, for me being a lifelong Jaguars fan, since the team was born in, in 1993, covering the team in the media, plus being an actual fan, which since I'm in the media, kind of makes me what they call a homer, right? Kind of looking out for the Jags' interest, even though I'm in the media. When you're a fan of the team, kind of makes you what they call a homer. I, I worked for a guy in radio years and years ago, and later, even after he passed away, people started referring to him as the uh, godfather of sports radio, Jay Solomon. I worked for Jay, and, you know, I worked for Jay even before the terminology of sports radio was out there. Most of the times, the radio stations might be doing a certain format. It might be news, might be music, middle-of-the-road music, might be rock music. But a lot of the stations had their own sports director where the sports director did sportscast or possibly even a talk show. So I've been involved with it like that when I worked at WEXI uh, back in the, uh, the early 1980s. So... So I'll tell you that now it's a lot different in the media because you got every every major town's got a sports radio station. Um, in Jacksonville, at one time I think we had as many as three, and now I think there's it's down to two. But I listen to sports radio. Um, I don't really listen to any music radio stations, quote unquote music radio stations anymore. I I usually either pop in the um. The Decade of Dan CD by Steely Dan is what I listen to. I might listen to the Mad Max mix on my uh, on my cell phone when I'm driving, um, or to LakeYouFollowHits.com, of course, a legitimate sponsor of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So that's kind of what I do. I mean, I'll either listen to sports radio. I got Decade of Dan the Steely Dan CD in my CD player. And I still have a CD player in the car I'm driving now. I know the new ones, the new cars, my car is a 2000, um, what, 2017 or 2018. Uh, the new cars coming out. I don't even think they have CD players now, you know, but they probably got you access to YouTube on the internet where you're listening to music, you know, from different sources. Plus, um, you know, the satellite uh, radio companies, et cetera. I'm sure you can still listen to AMFM radio, but the CD, the CD players and cars, I understand, are becoming obsolete. However, the car I'm driving is not that old. I think it's a 2017 or 2018, but I think I'm fortunate. I got a, actually got a CD player still in that car. So I got a decade of Dan, Steely Dan, in my CD player. So we're going to talk about uh, the Jaguars. Uh, Doug Peterson's now the head coach. But let's talk about some of these guys that that uh, general manager Trent Baalke was attaching himself to, like Bill O'Brien. That didn't work out. Boy, Bill O'Brien, when that name was brought up, the former Houston Texans head coach and even general manager, I think for the last year he was in Houston, he made some, kind of some bonehead trades. I think he was just trying to get what he could you know, for a player that a wide receiver that I can't even think of the guy's name, but that, that, that top notch wide receiver, the Texans had, they, they eventually traded to Arizona. Um, got a running back that, you know, probably is on the downhill. 
uh, in a trade. So the fans really had a falling out with Bill O'Brien. He did win some division titles in the AFC South. But at the end, O'Brien was out. He had a falling out with, you know, the Houston Texans and the fan base there. The Jaguars and, and our fan base and even most people in the know didn't really think he'd be coming here, and he, and he didn't. He's still at Alabama as their offensive coordinator. I have heard some rumors today that Bill O'Brien could be hired possibly in New England by Bill Belichick now that uh, Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniels has uh, gone to uh, – the Las Vegas Raiders is their new head coach. I guess he's got the big John Gruden deal that John Gruden used to have. So some big money going uh, Josh McDaniels away as it's his second time around as a head coach. He was at Denver many years ago with uh, Tim Tebow. And, uh, you know, Denver drafted Tim Tebow, I think, late in the first round. when Josh McDaniels was a head coach there. The Josh McDaniels uh, head coaching experience in a sense, did overall bomb in Denver. So he goes to New England, went back to New England, becomes an offensive coordinator for for many years, actually took the Colts job two or three years ago, only to within 24 to 48 hours change his mind. So I'm thinking, well, New England has talked to him in the back room and said, hey, you're going to be the head coach when Bill retires. Well, apparently Bill's not retiring yet. And Josh McDaniels got impatient, took the head coaching job. And I mean, my goodness, there were a, an incredible amount of NFL head coaching jobs uh, that were available uh, to potential candidates uh, here in the offseason. You know, in December, January, and now early February with Doug Peterson being hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. After the Super Bowl, Kevin O'Connell is going to be hired by the Vikings, it appears. Um, some of these other coaches we wanted to talk about, including Matt Eberflus. We mentioned Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien could end up in New England as their offensive coordinator or stay at Alabama as Nick Saban's offensive coordinator. So we'll see what happens. The coaching carousel, it takes one person to leave, and then there's a position open. And it's amazing how, you know, somebody leaving, going somewhere, opens this up, and then, you know, then if uh, O'Brien leaves Alabama, that opens up their offensive coordinator position and so on and so forth. So looking at some of these coaches, Nate Hackett, he was not a fan of Trent Baalke. We kind of found out later. Nate Hackett, I don't know if he, he maybe he was using Jacksonville to get the Denver job. Uh, I don't believe Hackett, I don't believe Hackett did the second interview. He did one interview. He was scheduled to do a second interview, but I believe he got the Denver job before he did the second interview uh, with the Jaguars. Something interesting I found out about Matt Eberflus. Everybody said, man, he must have had a great interview. The first interview with the Jaguars because they wanted to do a second interview with him. Well, maybe pump the brakes on that because I think Eberflus, from what I understand, it may have been like a Zoom-type interview, and apparently there were some technical difficulties <laughs> with the first interview. I did hear that the other day, maybe on sports radio or, um, you know, or uh, you know, one of these other talking heads. But apparently, the word was maybe there was a technical issue with the first interview. That's why they had to do a second interview. Balky really liked Eberflus and was kind of attaching himself to Eberflus. 
Um, I found out something in the last day or two. The Eberflus is he took the Chicago Bears head coaching job, and God bless him. That's a great NFL coaching uh, coaching job with a team that's been around for the for ages. The Chicago Bears, right? So Eberflus, Matt Eberflus takes that job. Uh, when the Jaguars and Trent Baalke were talking about uh, the main thing, I think Trent Baalke was saying was he was really impressed with Eberflus and seemed like he was leaning toward hiring Eberflus. So I looked at one of the Eberflus videos of him coaching his defense, probably during a practice or training camp or something. He's a hard-nosed guy. Uh, he he'll probably be a very good head coach with the Chicago Bears. However, he's never been a head coach before. He's going to have to get an offensive coordinator for Justin Fields or whoever plays quarterback, uh, you know, in Chicago. I think he could be a good head coach. Seems to be a hard nosed coach, and maybe a coach the players do like, but he's still kind of hard nosed, and nothing wrong with that. But I did learn something in the last day or two. It looked like Eberflus kind of stated for the record, kind of tongue in cheek, that hey, he chose he chose the Bears job over the Jaguar job. Now, that brings me to an interesting point, and we'll, we'll never probably know this unless somebody in the know that was there at the interview comes out and says it, but was Eberflus ever officially offered the Jaguars job? He's kind of acting like, well, I chose the Bears over the Jaguars. He may have because, you know, in a sense he did because the Bears may have made the offer before the Jaguars made the offer. And he, perhaps he wanted to go to the Bears. Uh, he was going to go where he got offered the head coaching job, right? But was he ever officially hired? That's something I would like to ponder and think about. But Eberflus is with Chicago, no matter. But was he ever offered the head coaching job by the Jacksonville Jaguars and turned it down uh, before he had the Chicago job? I, I think... I think he was a serious candidate as far as general manager Trent Baalke was concerned. I'm not sure about Shad Khan. I think Shad Khan would have probably gone along with Matt Eberflus too at that juncture. But was Eberflus actually offered the head coaching job? He did go through a second interview with Baalke, although we kind of got the feeling the first interview might have been a they might have had a technical interview, might have had a technical issue with the with if they were doing a Zoom interview or something like that. So I'm kind of interested in that. Matt, Matt Eberflus did take the Chicago Bears job, but was he ever offered the head coaching job? Now, we do know that Byron Leftwich back on January 25th, Tuesday night, January the 25th, I had heard through the grapevine, there was as many as two or three radio stations saying Byron has the job. Then there were media outlets, and we expand, expounded on that. We, we even said in our Facebook group, hey, uh, Looks like Byron Leftwich has been hired uh, because other media outlets were reporting it. Uh, we saw a report where, hey, uh, as many as two or three radio stations locally in Jacksonville and surrounding areas are saying that Byron Leftwich has been hired. He's been hired as of Tuesday night, January 25th, or uh, Wednesday morning, January the 25th. Now, these interviews with Byron Leftwich, particularly that first interview, I'm just wondering. During the interview, was it stated that, well, he was being interviewed by Balky, right? And probably Shad Khan was Balky. I'm sure Balky was in there. Um, 
the ultimatum, the ultimatum, which probably really cost Byron the job, but Byron was going for the full thing. He wanted his, uh, you know, his guy Wilson in there as uh, the guy picking the roster, whether he was general manager or, or, you know, had, you know, some high front office position with the Jaguars because he was shooting for uh, Wilson to basically be the GM or close to the GM. And, you know, that kind of probably rubbed shotgun the wrong way that we talked about that kind of a nauseam earlier in this podcast. Um, you know, about uh, about Wilson possibly being the GM uh, for the Jaguars. Um, you know, we looked him up and, you know, he was involved in a play where he sacked uh, – Byron Leftwich injured Brian back when he was playing. So they, they maybe they kind of grew close over the injury. And then Byron later ended up in Arizona and the, the two guys were there, right? So, you know, Byron was going for what he could get. He wanted his guy um, that he was uh, familiar with and that he trusted to pick, pick the roster, right? Well, that's not going to happen. That's not happening. Um, and, and these NFL owners, Shad Khan and the rest of them, a lot of them have, you know, no doubt they've all got egos, big egos in some cases. Um, and it just didn't happen uh, for Byron. There's a lot of there's there, the, the people that really wanted Byron Leftwich. They wanted Byron Leftwich come, you know, heck or high water. Uh, didn't want anybody else. But, you know, if you're a Jaguars fan, you got to really accept who con hires you know there's going to be some people that are just not gonna you know even uh give doug peterson a chance i mean i hope they do if they're true you know if they're a true uh jaguars fan um then i'm watching some of the national media outlets are sitting there saying they want adrian wilson the vice president of pro scouting uh to be the jaguars gm one of the national outlets man did it a whole uh, talking head interview about how Adrian Wilson would make a great GM for the Jaguars. So, so it's interesting. All this, and he, Adrian Wilson may yet become a GM, you know, at one of these other teams, perhaps. Um, Doug Peterson is now the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we did mention Byron Left, which it looks like he's going back to Tampa Bay to be their offensive coordinator. He could be the head coach of the Bucks whenever Bruce Arians retires. So we're just trying to kind of make sense of all this. Eberflus took the Chicago Bears job, and he stated, I think he or someone close to him may have stated that Eberflus chose the Bears over the Jaguars. My only question is, was he officially ever offered the Jaguars coaching job. There's just some stuff that's um, that we're just not going to know for sure. Um, some of the inner workings of the interviews, the coaching search, the process, which seemed to go on for weeks upon weeks. And quite frankly, the fans, the media, everybody following it. I mean, they were getting kind of tired of it. I mean, the Jaguars, the fans, and we we wanted to know who the new head coach was going to be, and it took a while. Shotgun took his time. I think the plan was to be deliberate, to make the right choice, and my belief is, I'm going to stand by this, I think Doug Peterson, at this time, 
is the right choice for the Jaguars. I hope he'll be the coach for the next two to five years and beyond. Uh, you've got to give the next head coach, Doug Peterson, you got to give him time. I, no matter who they hired, I said this, you've got to give the new coach at least two to three years to build it. And the ultimate goal is, hey, the Jaguars want to be in the Super Bowl. They, You know, the thing about it is, we're not even talking about winning the Super Bowl. We're talking about winning an AFC title. The Jaguars have been to three AFC championship games where they lost all of them. You know, they've they've lost to uh, New England in that game back in January of 2018 where the Patriots were called for what? One penalty for 10 yards, made a sick Miles Jack wasn't down, holding penalties on the Patriots were ignored. Uh, I can go on and on, but that's all I'm going to say about that. So the Jaguars have lost three AFC championship games. Tom Coughlin was a part of all three, whether he was the head coach for the first two, and then he was the executive vice president uh, for the last one in uh, January of 2018, which was four years ago. So there you go. Uh, Matt Eberflus took the Bears job over the Jaguars job. And I guess he can, he can say that, whether he was offered the job or not. He made a decision, hey, the Bears are offering. I haven't got the offer yet from the Jaguars, but I'm taking the Bears over the Jaguars. So that may have been a personal choice, even without getting an offer of being the head coach. So that's probably essentially what happened. We're going to take a look at uh, some North Florida entertainment. We also have, um, you know, Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter coming up uh, with some reports. I believe we got Lucas Mann with a Florida Gator uh, re recruiting update on how Billy Napier is doing with the Florida Gators. We'll have that coming up for you as well. Uh, I want to mention our sponsor, Saucerility. Anchor.fm, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio with LakeUfallahits.com, the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night music request show, uh, Mad Max uh, Mix.weebly.com, uh, with your host, Mad Max, Wednesday nights, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time. So again, our sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, of course, include Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio, saucer realty for your North Florida real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. And the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max at MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Taking a look at the uh, concerts. We can, we can take a look at some of the concerts uh, coming up. I've still got to go back and update them some more. But let's see what we have. I know Steely Dan was postponed way back in October. And they're, you know, Steely Dan and Donald Fagan uh, will be coming to Jacksonville. I saw him in St. Augustine back in 2013. Good show. I'm not sure I'll go to the next Steely Dan show because I've already seen him. And, I'm, you know, I think that was my bucket list show that I saw back in 2013. But, hey, if we get an opportunity, who knows? Um Let's see, Steely Dan will be at the Times Union Performing Arts uh, Moran Center in Jacksonville, Florida. They've been rescheduled for July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. for Steely Dan at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center in Jacksonville, Florida. 
Casey and the Sunshine Bandit, they've come and gone. They were here on January 22nd. So they were here, you know, several days ago um, over at the uh, Florida Theater. Shows coming up. Um, Jose Policiano right around the corner. The legendary Jose Policiano at the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. On Wednesday evening, February the 16th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Toto, Toto, man, they sang those great songs like Rosanna, 99, many other songs. Toto is scheduled for Monday night, March 7th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, Toto known for great songs like Rosanna, 99, Hold the Line, Africa, and uh, many other great songs. That's Toto, Monday, March 7th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour coming to Jacksonville, Florida in 2022 this year on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. And again, don't forget about the Music Request Show on Wednesday nights, the Mad Max Mix Internet uh, Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show. That's the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and can be accessed at www.madmax.weebly.com. And there's a link there's an absolute link on our website to the Mad Max Mix. Go to BigJReport.com, scroll the Neighbors 2 section, or you can find another link with our Outside the Box section on our website, too, at BigJReport.com. We've got reports from Alex Nunnery, uh, Florida Gator Recruiting with uh, Lucas Mann uh, coming up, and much, much more as the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Episode show number eight continues. Speaking of North Florida Entertainment, the Jacksonville Iceman, still second in the East Coast Hockey League Eastern Conference. Uh, they've been on a little bit of a losing skid. I know a couple of nights ago they lost to um, the Idaho Steelheads. I mean, really, in any level of professional sports, when you go on the road, it's tough to win. They did lose a tough one to the Idaho Steelheads way up in Idaho. And... The Icemen have, you know, had some call-ups of players that have moved up to higher levels, the AHL. They moved from the East Coast Hockey League to the AHL. So the Icemen have been replacing some of their call-ups. They're still, over the next few weeks, they're going to be in the running for an East Coast Hockey League playoff spot. So we wish the Jacksonville Icemen and Bob Arabolo, who's in the management group with the Jacksonville Icemen, we wish them uh, very, very well. Uh, we can actually pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings. Tough loss for the Icemen to the Idaho Steelheads. They're actually in the other conference. Uh, they're on the western side. The Icemen uh, lost to the Idaho Steelheads uh, a couple of nights ago on the road. There's some great home games coming up for the Icemen, too. Uh, in the Western Conference, it's Toledo Wall High with 56 points. Utah Grizzlies with 55. Idaho Steelheads with 49 Cincinnati Cyclones with 47, Rapid City Rush 47, Fort Wayne Comets 45 total points in the standings, Kalamazoo Wings with 42 points in the standings, Wheeling Nailers in the Western Conference with 41 points in the standings. Over in the east, the Florida Everblades with 52 points. I mean, they have been a 
really one of the top-notch franchises in the East Coast Hockey League, the Florida Everblades. With 52 total points, they've now reclaimed that top spot in the Eastern Conference. Jacksonville Iceman still second with 49 points. They've been tied by the Atlanta Gladiators with 49 total points. The Reading Royals with 44 points. The uh, Maine Mariners with 41 total standings points in the standings. Orlando Solar Bears with 41 points as well. So the Iceman still in second place in the East Coast Hockey League's Eastern Conference with 49 total points in the standings. The Iceman with 16 wins, 13 losses, seven overtime wins, though, and only three overtime losses. So that is an update, certainly, on the Jacksonville Iceman. we got reports from Alex Nunry coming up and much, much more. As the Teal Shirt Report continues, this is episode show number eight, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report. And again, Doug Peterson, that's right, Mr. Doug Peterson has been hired as the new Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. And we got more on the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stand by and stay tuned. back at you on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number eight, season number three, brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, great creation, uh, great creation features, great creation tools, uh, enhancements and improvements we've seen over the last year and a half with uh, Anchor. So I want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty and Capital, for your North Florida real estate needs, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. How about the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night music request show, get your request in. Check out the Mad Max Mix at madmaxmix.weebly.com. That's every Wednesday night, uh, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time. There's people listening all over the Southeast and even in areas outside the Southeast. Check it out, the Mad Max Mix. You'll find the links also at BigJReport.com in the Neighbors uh, Neighbors 2 section and in our outside uh, the box uh, page or section as well at BigJReport.com. So we're going to get some reports from Alex Nunnery here in a moment. We talked about the Iceman earlier. The Iceman want to make a run over the next few weeks in the second half of the East Coast Hockey League season uh, here in the 2021-22 season. We're now obviously into the 2022 part of the year. Uh, It's February the 4th, 2022, Friday, February the 4th of 2022. And again, this is episode show number eight of season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also, uh, been talking about, obviously, Doug Peterson, the next head coach, the new head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. As the Jacksonville Jaguars hire former Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson uh, to be the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach now. We reported that in our Facebook group, and, of course, we're reporting this uh, on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and it's on our website as well, bigjreport.com. So 
you know, again, and uh, we want to thank everybody, um, you know, for giving us their choice of who they wanted to be the head coach or who they thought would be the head coach. And uh, I, I do want to welcome everyone to the BigJReport.com Facebook group we have. We do have a Facebook group. Um, anyone out there that has an interest in Jacksonville, North Florida, and surrounding areas, uh, our area kind of stretches into South Georgia, pocket of South Alabama, too, and throughout Jacksonville, Duval, North Florida, and many and most all surrounding areas. Got kind of a wide area of folks on our Facebook group as well. Um, what's interesting is uh, I see Kenneth Harris uh, shared a link, and this is interesting. Yahoo had reported <laughs> back on, and I made a comment on uh, Kenny's Facebook. Yeah, Yahoo was a little premature in their report. No telling what really happened on the inside, Kenny. But Adrian Wilson, there's a report that back on January the 28th, the report, Adrian Wilson in. Trent Balky out as the Jaguars GM, but that was a little premature of Yahoo. And then there were, and I think it was Yahoo that maybe did the interviews or had the talking heads talking to each other saying that Adrian Wilson would make a great GM for the Jaguars. Well, it just simply wasn't going to happen. Um, not at this juncture. Adrian Wilson may get a shot, perhaps with another franchise, maybe with a shot with the Jaguars later on. I don't know. We'll have to see. Right now, it appears Trent Baalke remains as a GM. The Jaguars have been talking to Rick Spielman, the former Vikings GM, about a position in the front office, whether he would uh, work alongside Baalke as Baalke's assistant, or maybe he'd even be Baalke's boss. Maybe that's all kind of being uh, figured out at, at this juncture. Florida Gators, Billy Napier, the new head coach of Florida, really signing a lot of players. Um, I think the recruiting for the Florida Gators will be even better in 2023. Once Billy gets a good foothold on the situation, obviously, a, you know, a, a first-year coach at Florida. He's coming from Louisiana as a head coach, but his first year at Florida recruiting – you don't expect recruiting to be quite as good the very first year. He's only, you know, he's only been on the job for a few weeks now. So you're not going to expect Napier to recruit as good this year as he will next year. But there's been a lot of surprising guys he's grabbed and picked up. And, you know, Billy Napier worked the, you know, the portal, you know, as well. So, again, we first found out about Doug Peterson being hired by the Jaguars. Uh, was, you know, late, I, I guess, last night on uh, February the 3rd. Let's see, on um, Thursday night, February the 3rd. And the first reports I was hearing from sources looks like, according to sources, Coach Doug Peterson will be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars now, and that has turned out to be official and true from many, many media outlets Many more media outlets than had rushed the Brian Leftwich hire out back on January the 25th and January the 26th. That essentially fell apart when Leftwich insisted through basically pretty, cl basically pretty close to an ultimatum that Byron Leftwich, I, I guess through his representative, said it was either Leftwich or Balky. And I think that 
pretty much signaled and he, and I'm sure Lefwich wasn't thinking this at the time, but it pretty much signaled his uh, shot going by the boards for the Jaguars, I'm assuming. Um, and Shad Khan, he's, he's the final guy. You know, Balky is there. Balky's doing most all these interviews, or he's in on all the, most of the interviews. So let's see. Ray Jenny in the Facebook group said Peterson was his second choice behind Lefwich. Uh, Ray Jenny went on to say, just glad the search is finally over and we can look towards free agency in the draft. That's the way the Jaguars fans have got to really look at it. They, they really do because not everybody's getting their first choice. Some people were in the left witch camp, some people in the Peterson camp. Um, there were some people perhaps in the O'Connell camp, but he's going to the Vikings. Some people like Nate Hackett, but he's going, um, to the Denver Broncos. I'm not sure there were that many people in the Eberflus camp, but he's, he, you got to give him credit. He got a head coaching job with the Chicago Bears, kind of tough-nosed defensive uh, coordinator from the Colts. Now will be a head coach, first-time head coach with the Chicago Bears. Um, I wanted to mention this because I know JC uh, knows this guy and you know, not everybody knows um, the guy I'm going to tell you about right now, but I'm going to go ahead and mention this on the podcast, and we'll probably have this up on the website. It's already in the Facebook group. It's um, with a heavy heart. I announced the passing on February the 3rd of 2022 of my friend and former engineer of the radio station I ran for years up in western Georgia. Sadly, uh, Randy Hathaway, rest in peace, my friend. Um, Randy put our my, my new transmitter on the air. I believe the year was back in 1994. When we went from an old-timey Gates transmitter to the new Harris transmitter back in 1994, Randy installed the transmitter. It was actually it was actually snowing that day up in western Georgia. We didn't see snow very often, maybe once every three or four years. Here in North Florida, it's maybe once every five or ten years, right? Uh, but, but I've seen snow in North Florida. But it was actually snowing the day we put the transmitter in. I'm, I'm very sad to learn about Randy Hathaway passing away, my former engineer. He was, um, when I first met Randy, he was living in America's Georgia. He commuted over to the radio station, probably about a, about a 45 minute drive or so to the station where, where I was. Uh, Randy moved to Plains, Georgia several years ago. Uh, Randy was also an avid uh, photographer, you know, in his uh, later years in life. Um, I will tell you that you know, I miss this guy. We went through a lot of things together. Randy would, if we ever had trouble at the radio station, and I said, man, I don't know if we're ever going to get this thing back on the air. Randy will say, hey, we'll come up with some kind of magic. And Randy usually did in almost every case. And that was magical in itself. And that's when you're, you're around some interesting and talented people, those type things get done. But uh, rest in peace, my friend, Randy. Um, Randy put the new transmitter on the air. I believe the year was about 1994. It was actually snowing that day up in Western Georgia. At the time of his passing, Randy, um, in the last couple of years, and I'm talking about his time of passing was February the 3rd of 2022, just, you know, a day or two ago as we record this podcast on February the 4th. Um, I didn't realize how ill Randy was, but I did see a, a 
post, and I'm a friend of Randy's and have been a friend of Randy's on Facebook. I saw a post by uh, by some of his um, family and friends that said he was uh, on life support. So I kind of had the feeling the the end was near for, for uh, Randy Hathaway. Um, at the time of his passing, Randy, who had been battling Parkinson's disease and diabetes the last couple of years or longer, Rest in peace, Randy Hathaway. Um, I'll tell you how I, I first came in contact with Randy. I answered an advertisement once for RLH Engineering. And Randy was my engineer after that for years at the radio station I ran up in western Georgia for many years. Thank you for all your help, Randy. Say hello to my dad and my late wife in heaven now. I've lost many good friends and family members in recent years, but they are in heaven now and, and in my heart too. Randy, uh, Randy Hathaway worked for me and with me for many years from the, about the mid 1990s to the early two thousands. Um, I know JC knew Randy really, really well. Uh, also, uh, JC, our, uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast producer and our freelance writer on the big J Um, you know, Randy, to get us back on the air when we were having trouble would always say, let's see what kind of magic, Scott, we can come up with at the radio station. Uh, he always did a great job and and, and knew how to cut ne the necessary corners to keep us on the air. It was amazing and, and helped us always improve our sound over the years, too. So, again, thank you. And I know JC's probably hearing this for the first time, so I know it's kind of hitting him because he knew Randy well. Uh, thank you again, Randy. Rest in peace. Sincerely, uh, your friend Scott Mullis, Big J Report. Uh, we did put a, a couple of photos of Randy during happier times in our Facebook group, and we'll probably post one or two of those on the website over the weekend as well. Randy also ran uh, sound at the Albany, Georgia, Georgia Civic Center. I'll repeat that. Randy also ran and produced, did the sound, in other words, the, the sound system at the Albany Georgia Civic Center for concerts and events for several years, too. Also, he produced and did sound for many local bands, including one in western Georgia called Shiloh. They put out a pretty good CD that we ended up playing it on the radio some as well. So there's photos of, of Randy on the uh, BigJReport.com Facebook group that you can check out. Again, rest in peace, uh, Randy Hathaway. I was so sad to learn of the passing of Mr. Randy Hathaway. Rest in peace, Randy. Uh, Randy Hathaway, by the way, was known by many as Knobs Hat Rock for his work producing and running sound shows for many years, too. Um, he was also a very good radio engineer. So I did want to take this time to remember the late Randy Hathaway, who was my engineer, my radio station engineer of the station I ran for many, many years up in Western Georgia. Again, rest in peace, uh, Radio Randy Hathaway. So kind of sad to, you know, talk about that, but hey, I wanted to give, I wanted to give Randy a tribute on our podcast and our Facebook group, and we'll put that in our website as well. So thank you for listening to that. Thank you for understanding that, you know, I lost a, you know, a dear friend that I actually had talked to Randy on the phone, not recently, but it had been, I think, 
two, three, four years back, Randy and I had a really good conversation on the phone and Randy said he wasn't doing well then. And so apparently he was, you know, kind of, as we mentioned, um, in the uh, tribute uh, that Randy had been battling, you know, diabetes and, um, you know, the dreaded Parkinson's disease. And I don't know Randy's age. Randy was, uh, I'm going to say Randy was probably pushing close to 70 years old. We did a, uh, you know, there's a, on the bigjreport.com Facebook group, I, I think, no, 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 on the bigjreport.com website, and I think the neighbors, what is it, um, the neighbors two section where we list the concerts. There's a little video we put up there on Tom Petty uh, back when he did a video and he took people back to his hometown of Gainesville, Florida. You know, when I saw that video of Tom Petty, I said, you know, Tom Petty kind of reminds me of Randy Hathaway, the way Randy was. Randy was a fun loving guy and kind of similar in many ways to Tom Petty. And Randy worked with musicians and groups and did sound for the Albany Civic Center. And he was a very good radio engineer. So in loving memory now, I do want to remember the late uh, Randy Hathaway. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Randy Hathaway. We're going to check in with um, we're going to check in with Lucas Mann and also um, Alex Nunnery. I've got some uh, I've got some reports from Alex Nunnery here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode show number eight, season number three, the Till Shirt Report podcast. Let's get some of the um, the latest from Alex Nunnery. Alex has been doing um, uh, reports uh, around the area, North Florida and surrounding areas, covering many different uh, sports, JU basketball, Iceman hockey, high school basketball. Um, high school, he's done high school football quite a bit over the last few months as well. But let's get some of the latest reports from the one, the only Alex Nunnery. Alex Nunnery is everywhere. Here now is Alex Nunnery with some uh, some reports for us today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's now join our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Here's Alex Nunnery. Alex? Congratulations to Trandy Christian's hybrid linebacker and one of the best linebackers in the state of Florida, Keita Thomas on committing to the West Virginia Mountaineers today. Keaton, one of the best linebackers in the state of Florida. The Orange Park Raiders have announced that Marcus Wimberly will be the new head football coach. Wimberly comes to Orange Park, Florida from the great state of Tennessee, where he was a head coach at a very good high school in Bartlett, Tennessee. Wimberly is well aware of the state of Florida talent as Wimberly played his college football for the University of Miami Hurricanes. Wimberly, a NFL draft pick from the Atlanta Falcons as well, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, the Orange Park Raiders' new head football coach, the great Marcus Wimberly. All right, we're, we're, we're here with, with the Gator signee, Bryce Capers. At, at a, what, 
what point did did Florida stick out to you? Um, about one week, two weeks ago, um, I got in contact with a, a couple of the coaches, and they they show a lot of love, and it was just def- it was just from there. All right, growing up in Knoll, how, how does it feel? How does it feel to switch schools and be a Gator now? I never thought I never thought since the summer that I'll actually be here. I always thought Florida State, Florida State, grew up a Florida State fan, but only God only God knows like where you will end up at years from now. All right, congrats, Ben. Hey, some um, some fine reports uh, from Alex Nunnery, Bryce Capers. Uh, Got to sign with Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. Congratulations to Bryce Capers and the Florida Gators on getting him. Billy Napier's been. Uh, you know, really picking up a lot of recruits in his really his first year of recruiting. He'll work the transfer portal uh, coming up next after recruiting. And, uh, you know, before we go to uh, Lucas Mann and his report, I want to hit the shout-out list for a minute and thank all the people for listening. Uh, my uncle up in Ganson, Alabama, Uncle Buddy Mullis, I'm, I'm praying. and, and uh, keep, I want to pray for you, Uncle Buddy. Hope you're doing well up there in Gadsden. Hang in there. Thank you for listening to, to our podcast, your nephew's podcast uh, down here in North Florida where you're originally, I know you're originally from Jacksonville, but you live up in uh, North Alabama around the Gadsden area. Now, uh, I want to say hello to Ray Jenny, one of our really good guys on our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Ray Jenny, uh, Tony Lee, CJ Foreman, good friend. And yeah, he's been, you know, he and I have been talking a lot, messaging and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy to talk to CJ Foreman, um, David Martin with the Panhandle Crusaders. I wanted to mention, since we're talking about David Martin, that, uh, we also want to mention the Panhandle Crusaders. Um, they're actually having a tryout this Saturday, February the 5th. If you're listening to us before the tryout, or we just want to let you know they're having a tryout too. And I know there's a lot of players out there that want to find the team, whether it's a spring, summer, whatever season, if you're playing outdoor football, indoor football. This is primarily an outdoor semi-pro football uh, team, the Panhandle Crusaders of the APDFL Semi-Pro Outdoor Football League. A semi-pro outdoor football team tryout being held uh, on Saturday February the 5th, that's this Saturday, February the 5th, for the Panhandle Crusaders of the APDFL Semi-Pro Football League. Uh, Good luck with the tryout, guys. Potential semi-pro football players are welcome at this tryout. And a lot of this information comes to me uh, from David Martin uh, with the Panhandle Crusaders. David's been a player with them for the last few years. And he was trying to figure out if he was going to retire from playing but I think he's going to try to still give it a go, especially if they get a lot of turnout with the team this year. Uh, again, a semi-pro outdoor football team tryout is being held this Saturday, February the 5th, for the Panhandle Crusaders of the APDFL Semi-Pro Football League. Good luck with the tryout, guys. Potential semi-pro football uh, players are welcome at this tryout this Saturday. Uh, in the Panhandle of Florida for the Panhandle Crusaders. The APDFL is a uh, primarily a spring-summer semi-pro football outdoor league, mainly in the southeastern part of the United States. The tryout is going to be this Saturday, February the 5th, 
from 2 until 4 o'clock p.m. That's at, uh, it looks like it's pronounced uh, Perdido Backfield, I believe, at the Perdido Backfield. Uh, there is a $20 registration as they're looking for new talent with the Panhandle Crusaders. Workout gear, please bring your workout gear, you know, like your cleats and bring water too. And you're welcome to participate in this tryout. And um, I see a note, I think Enrique Bone Crooms. I always call him Crooms. One of my good friends, Enrique Bone Crumbs. I believe he's going to be there as well. I know David Martin will be there, man. Good luck to the uh, Panhandle Crusaders and their big tryout this Saturday, uh, February the 5th. Back to our shout-out list, David Martin with the Panhandle Crusaders on our shout-out list. Enrique Crumbs, Raymond Bureau, the Paul Bunyan of high school football broadcasting, does Trinity Christian High School football. He also does some basketball games for uh, Trinity Baptist College as well. I want to say hello to Big George Bowen. I believe George is playing some spring football for the Dunedin Pirates. Last I heard, he played for the Southern Steam indoor team last year. I want to thank John Naylor, a guy. Uh, John, I always enjoy messaging with John. We talk a lot of football, and John, thank you for everything. I know you've been a big help to us in the Facebook group, and in you know, in in putting together, you know, like my opinions on. Who's going to be the next coach of the Jaguars? It did turn out to be Doug Peterson. And I, my feeling was it was going to be Doug Peterson unless Sean Khan picked up the phone and uh, called Sean Payton and said, hey, we'll send the Saints a couple of draft picks. Come on down here and coach. Uh, who do you want to be picking? The, you know, with Sean Payton, as long as he's been a head coach, I mean, some of these guys get preferential treatment because of their experience. Um you got to give Byron Leftwich credit, though, because, I mean, he was bold. He wanted his guy uh, to pick the roster. And that's probably why he didn't get the job as a head coach. He kind of gave um, the Jags brass, uh, namely Shad Khan, kind of an ultimatum. Uh, Byron Leftwich said it's either me or Balky, right? It looks like Shad's keeping Balky for now. And maybe hiring Rick Spielman, too, uh, for the front office. So we'll see how that plays out. George Bowen, special hello to you. John Naylor, Bob Martin, one of the best late-night radio shows I ever heard was with Bob Martin. I worked with Bob at a couple of different stops in radio. Bob Martin, we appreciate you being in our Facebook group, and we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Hope you've had a chance to listen. Bobby Eyed, one of our good friends on Facebook and in our group. Uh, comedian Miller Mark out of New York. Miller, funny guy. Man, he's doing a lot of shows up in and around the New York area. And uh, continued success and luck to our good friend, comedian Miller Mark up in New York who listens to our podcast. He also does a podcast, Why Am I a, a New York Knicks Fan? So check Miller Mark out. He does a podcast about the New York Knicks. Why am I a New York Knicks fan? It's a pretty good podcast, actually. And uh, Miller Mark, I know, listens to our podcast up in New York as well. We've got listeners in New York. In fact, we got listeners in as many as 36 states across the United States. want to say hello to our producers, JC, Alex Nunnery, uh, Andy Powers over in the UK, Newport Wells area, big listener of our podcast, Mary Lou Haloub. I believe Mary Lou listens to us. I know she's in our Facebook group, bigjreport.com Facebook group. Mad Max, hello to you, Mad Max, 
our Georgia Bulldog football insider. He's also the host for the Mad Max uh, Mix every Wednesday night, the musical quest show. MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Mad Max, thank you. I know you listen to our podcast. Thank you very, very much. And uh, Mad Max is sponsor now with the Mad Max Mix as well. Rusty Kane, one of my friends from back in high school. I saw him at the reunion several months ago. Larry Saucer, one of our sponsors with Saucer Realty and Capital. Larry, thank you for your, your sponsorship. Enjoyed lunch the other day at Pier 6 over in McClenny. Big George Bowen, hello to you again. Mike Pate, one of my classmates. Mike is active in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Randall Pogue. I think Randall lives in Texas, but he does a lot of traveling. He usually gives me a little update on his area's uh, uh, weather temperature in the morning. Randall Pogue. And, and, you know, he comments on a lot of our sports posts as well. That's Randall Pogue. Special hello to you. Gerald Rogers, uh, Gerald Rogers, man, he's a lot of fun. He lives here in Jacksonville. I don't think he lives that far from me, actually. And uh, Gerald, he's kind of our tail twister on the Big J Report Facebook group. Never, you never, when when a, when we put a post up, you never know what Gerald may say. He kind of, he kind of leaves you down or he leaves you laughing, but always something different. Gerald Rogers, and, um, you know, we put a post up about your favorite song of all time. Gerald Rogers' favorite song, I can tell you this, it's Money by Pink Floyd. So I thought that was kind of cool. Raymond Bureau, the Paul Bunyan of high school sports broadcasting. Special hello to Raymond Bureau again. Uh, my uncle Buddy Mullis up in, um, he's up in the Gadsden area. And uh, I want to say hello to Mr. Kenny. Kenny in our Facebook group. Boy, Kenny was pulling for Byron Leftwich. So I don't think Kenny's is happy with the Doug Peterson move, but you know, whether you're, whether you wanted Doug Peterson or not, it's time for the fan base to kind of unite, get behind Doug and let's see what happens. We need to win more games than we've won over the last decade. The Jaguars had that great year in 2017 where the Jaguars made the AFC uh, championship game only to lose to the Patriots in January of 2018, where we got robbed in the game by the officials, obviously. Brother Blake Bortles was the quarterback then, and this fan base has got to pull together. We've got the Jacksonville, Florida area for football, college football, and also pro football. It's I'm going to tell you right now, the fans deserve better here than they've been getting, and it's one of the best, one of the best football areas in the nation. Jacksonville, Florida. Duval, North Florida, and surrounding areas. Great football area. The southeastern part of the nation. And we got listeners in Georgia, Alabama, surrounding areas. Some of the folks have lived in Jacksonville in the past. Some um, might move here in the future. Uh, but people know what I mean. I mean, the Jaguars got great, great fan base. We got international fans as well. We got people internationally listening to our podcast. One of our biggest areas internationally is uh, the UK, uh, Northern Ireland. I want to say a special hello to all of our good listeners in Northern Ireland uh, that listen to our podcast. Again, Gerald Rogers right here in Jacksonville. I want to say a special double shout out to Gerald Rogers today. So thank you guys uh, for listening to our podcast. Uh, We do want to check in with Lucas Mann. He's got a little update on uh, Florida Gator recruiting. Let's now check in with Lucas Mann. He's been helping us out at BigJReport.com. 
you know, with some of the information on uh, some of the recent uh, players in high school recruits that Billy Napier has been signing for the Florida Gator football program. Let's now check in with Lucas Mann real quickly. Lucas? Florida star. Florida finished up the 2022 class, ranked number 19th, ninth uh, in the SEC, according to the 24/7 Sports Composite. They landed, they landed guys such as Caleb Douglas, um, and they kept most of the class. They got one more guy left. If we could, if we land our sporting end, which I feel very confident in doing, we could finish it. We could finish in the top sixteen, just outside the top fifteen, which is and um, which is a very impressive feat by the Napier and staff. If you consider where this that where we were going into December, I can't begin to tell you how thrilled I am with the job they have done. Hey, Lucas, man. Thank you, Lucas. Uh, Lucas, one of our BigJReport.com Facebook group moderators. Lucas does a really good job on recruiting. Um, Talks Florida Gator recruiting all the time. Hopefully, we'll get some info from – I'll talk to Max about Georgia Bulldog football or Georgia Bulldog football insider. Max does interview me. Uh, during the Mad Max mix, you know, we probably do an interview maybe once or twice a month on his show. He's on every week, Wednesday night, madmaxmix.weebly.com. So we'll talk. Um, I think on the next time I talk to Max for the interview, I, hopefully he'll give me a little heads up on how Georgia Bulldog football recruiting has been going. We did post we did post uh, a story about Georgia Bulldog football recruiting. They're obviously having a good year coming off the national championship season. Alabama's going to recruit well. What about Jimbo Fisher? Man, he was uh, ranting and raving uh, on a couple of Facebook posts I saw. He was upset about something sliced bread, whoever that is, says. And, uh, you know, there's a little animosity maybe between, I don't know, between Saban and and Alabama and um, Big Jimbo at Texas A&M as they had a really – Big class, a lot of NIL deals flying here and flying there. On the next podcast, I want to talk about a guy that that I really have a lot of respect for, like his talent, uh, like what he said. I like the fact he played in the bowl game when other people would not play in the bowl game that uh, potentially were going to be drafted in the NFL, of course. And I'm talking about um, a guy that Florida had originally got a commitment from when Jim McElwain was the, the head coach at Florida, and I'm talking about Matt Corral. And he said some things going into the bowl game that uh, made, made me proud of him. Um, and we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. I've got a lot of respect for Matt Corral. He played in the bowl game. He got hurt in the bowl game, which is – not good. I, I heard here recently that his x-rays were negative, that he should be able to heal, recover, and with the bad injury he had, let's hope he's able to return to nearly 100% of his capacity. Great quarterback at Ole Miss under a head coach Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. We do talk SEC football right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We talk Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment. We get reports from uh, Alex Nunnery from other area sports, and we talk SEC uh, football as well. 
We do uh, North Florida Entertainment concert listings as well. So you get the full gamut here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We even did the shout-out list. We do that most episodes, not all of the episodes, but most of the episodes. And I want to dedicate episode show number eight, season number three, to the memory of the late Randy Hathaway, who passed away um, just just sadly a couple of days ago. And we, we talked about and did a tribute on uh, Randy Hathaway, who Randy worked with me and for me up in western Georgia when I ran a radio station up there for many, many years. So a special tribute to, you know, our, our good friend Randy Hathaway, who we worked with. He worked for us, and we worked with him uh, for many years up in western Georgia. And I'm so sorry to hear about Randy's recent passing. He suffered from Parkinson's disease and diabetes and had really kind of a rough go the last couple of years of his life. I was glad to talk to him on the phone after I had moved back up, uh, back down to Jacksonville, Florida, you know, after spending, you know, many years uh, working up in western Georgia and a pocket of South Alabama as well. Worked in radio in about, I worked in, I worked in radio in about three different states, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. And uh, now we run the BigJReport.com and do the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And I appreciate everybody that's listening to us. You can always write to me if there's anything you want to comment on. Maybe there's something you like we do, something you don't like we do, or any comment you may have. You can write to us, Scott at BigJReport.com. My email address for the Teal Shirt Report podcast, it's Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at BigJReport.com. Report.com. That's Scott at BigJReport.com. You can write to us, touch base to us, touch, touch yeah, touch base to us as well. And uh, I, I believe, heck, I believe our phone numbers um, even on the website as well. So call us uh, or, um, you know, the easiest thing is probably just to email us, Scott at BigJReport.com. I want to thank you for listening to episode show, episode show number eight. Season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to thank all you guys in as many as 36 states that listen to our podcast. I was looking at the state of Florida. I think we have over 40 cities that have at one time or another listened to our podcast. A lot of cities in Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Ohio, state of Washington. Man, there's been a lot of Virginia listeners in the state of Virginia. Up in Northern Ireland, our biggest international listening area, we're listening to in the UK, Hong Kong, hey guys, uh, Bangladesh, Brazil, uh, France, Puerto Rico. Thank, thanks, thank you to each and every one of you for making the Teal Shirt Report podcast the, the success I, I feel it's becoming. And we enjoy doing these podcasts. Hey, as long as we enjoy doing the podcast, we got you out there listening. We're going to keep at it. This has been episode show number eight, season number three of the Till Short Report podcast. I want to thank my producers, uh, uh, Alex Nunnery and also JC, for helping me to put together the podcast. I bounce a lot of questions off of them, and I get a lot of suggestions uh, from our producers, Alex Nunnery and JC. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number eight, season number three. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Scott. And until next time, you have a great day, and I'm out for now. Take care.
Oh, 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 oh,